Mic check, mic, mic check. I, um, I'm really upset about all the people dying around me. <laughs> and, uh, no, but seriously, they are. Yeah, it has been uh, insane, crazy. It's weird, man. You get weird. You get uncomfortable when you talk about death. I don't get. I don't get weird. I just sometimes you just don't know how other people process it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, process. Like I, I've, I've given like every time I hit you up, you first thing you said was like, "Yo, we'll uh, we'll figure out the pod." I'm like, "That's not why I'm hitting you up." I know, like, I know, I know, I know. Like you know, I and, and so I just I didn't. You know, I was like, I'll figure that that shit can, you know, that shit is something we'll we'll always have. But like, I, you you got to give people some time to process. And I didn't know. I mean, I know you obviously handle things with comedy, but I'm glad to see you making the joke. But it's still a little like you're like, you're like whoa, all right, what do I do there? Yeah, I I think that everybody processes grief. Well, just yeah, yeah. Fill well, them well, in a well bit. so just like, I mean, so you have to go into super detail. But. So basically, um, thank you all for uh, you know, kind of being. I've, know, had a patient. Couple, I've had a couple people hit me up like, yo, what's up? Where's the pod? Yeah, I had, I had like I just, three yeah, or four and, and, and it was nice. So thank you for, um, you know, just kind of all the support. It has been really great. And uh, the reason why we had to kind of, you know, delay filming so briefly, my, my nephew died. It was very, very sad. And uh, that just, it brings you, it literally, I think when I first heard it brought me to my actual knees and I remember I was in, I was training and somebody told me and it brought me like down, down right away. And then, uh, two days later, my, uh, my wife's uncle died and that was a really big hit because he was a really good man. He's really kind, you know, dude. And I think that, um, you know, speaking for my family is, you know, she didn't have a lot of examples of what a really good positive male role model is. So when you see a man like that who is very, very kind, silly, um, was very good to her, um, is is uh, that's hard. And on top of that, we had you know some other business tragedy stuff happen. You know, which which sucks, and um, not anything that anybody has to worry about like that. But it was was sad. And then I had to visit a friend who's not doing well either. And so it was a lot of things just kind of compiled and, uh, I do deal with it with comedy, but I, I did, I, I don't want to get, you know, crazy, you know, funny and have people think it's like a sick joke, but you have to take the time to be there for people. Right. Like I, I feel yeah. like it's, it's really important to take the time, grieve and really be there. And I'll say this. Tragedy will, will happen and you could focus on that side and you could focus on the real darkness, the, the real, really, really dark shit. And my life has been a lot of that. So for me, I can handle it in a real positive way with how I've structured my life. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to always handle it the best. I did my fair share of, you know, having a drink or two or three or four or five, you know, um, but I could tell you I did not self-destruct. I made sure that I was there for my friends. I was there for my family. I held them five to 10 minutes longer than I probably, you know, should have in, or, or maybe that's what they wanted. Um, I cried with good friends and I, and I, uh, I think that's important, but I also made sure that I was there for them in a real strength way. Like, Hey man, you might not be able to pick yourself up, but I can, and I'll be there for you. And I'll, I'll take that. 
and I and I pride myself on that responsibility taking because I I do love my friends. I mean, seeing friends and family in, in pain is very hard. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm like, you know, the, the guy, but being strong for people that you love is important. It's a good goal to shoot for, to be the most valuable one at a funeral. And I know that sounds morbid to some people, but think about it. If you're the person they can cry on, rely on, go get things, help them out, you have such a tremendous value to that person. If you're the one breaking down on the ground, they got to drag you out of the, the funeral home, you're not really adding much value to those people who are grieving as well. So my thing is, is I want to be the most valuable person I could possibly be um, when I see somebody go through pain. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't cry. That doesn't mean that you don't break down. That doesn't mean, but you do it um, in a way where you're not, burdening other people you have your own little support right here that helps you when you break down and cry at the sink when you do that you have people come and you know really put their hand on it. i had a i had a, a kid or, or somebody that i don't even really like you know but i put that aside and i remember being like i got you man like i like i was like i'm, I'm yeah. here i'm here and like to put that aside you know is is huge too um so it's crazy, it's crazy how like sometimes it takes something so life-changing to uh you know make you realize that a lot of that like you know on the surface shit is just you know exactly that just like on the surface shit of like you know like hey man i don't like you know i don't like you but like pain is pain pain, yeah yeah just you have a different understanding you 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 come together and you know in grieving yeah yeah it, it it's it's important to remember like you you said before everybody grieves differently but it's it's really important to remember like what's actually important. There's certain people that you'll you'll listen to and you'll follow, and because they're saying something very valuable, because they've already learned that lesson, like they've already learned it. So then that way, that's why you pay attention so much to them. Like you're like, wow, that guy seems like he has it figured out or or whatever. Chances are he that person has seen a lot of pain, and and what they did was they didn't let it stop them from from continuing to live and live with purpose or to help or to do that. So I've always found that I, I like look up to a lot of people who have that mentality. So I said, why not me? Like, why can't I do this? Like I can do it. I can do it this way. Yeah. And when, like when I did, it was, um, it, it felt really good, but it also, instead of me focusing on all the death in the tragedy, I, I said this, I said, look at all these people that came together, that cried, that I saw a lot of hugging. I have never seen that much hugging. I mean, that was a lovely thing. It seriously was. It was a lovely thing to see. That many people hug for that long, cry on each other's shoulders, tell each other strangers. Like, I know they didn't, like, I'm being serious. It was an amazing thing to see people hugging I think they needed it because of, you know, um, kind of what we've all been through these past two years. But it's also just the love. People had hope, you know what I mean? To see so many people come together at that time was one of the most amazing things I, I, I could see. And that was bringing me to tears. The tragedy, yes. But when yeah. you see something 
and you see people coming together, man, that is some yeah. of the most amazing things you'll see. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to focus on more. It's very human. Yeah. It was, um, the whole, the whole situation is very human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, life, death, grieving, you know, it's like the one, it's like the one thing that we can all say we all have in common. Like, you know, you might not know anybody from whatever, but if you guys can connect on like, you know, oh my, I had I had a grandmother that passed away. It's just everybody is eventually going to have to deal with, with that. It's inevitable, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it happens a lot sooner than we expect. And it's just like you said, it's it's one of those things where then you you're happy you have the community you have around you, that can, be there to pick you up or you know at least just kind of pick each other up until it's time to stand up again and you know. Well, you what you see is that like a lot of death and tragedy can make men go two ways and and i'm speaking from me like my my own person because i can i'm a a man i'm going to speak from my own personal experience so we have two things that'll happen it'll make you bitter and you get pissed and you start doing really dumb self-destructive things or you pick up your suffering you pick up and you kind of walk with it and that's the og shit that's the type of people that are making youtube channels that people can learn from those are the people making businesses those are the people really, you know, um, you know, part of those larger programs, those mentoring programs, those are the people that you want to see. Um, I, I don't think you'll mind that I said it, but my, my cousin, um, is one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Like I very rarely see him really beside himself, like really upset. And he got really upset and, and was obviously, you know, very vulnerable and he's a, he's a really good guy. He's one of my favorite humans on the planet. And he was really, really upset when I asked him, I said, Hey, like what's wrong? He's like, he, he carries around a, a picture of our buddy who passed away in, 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 in his pocket. And, uh, he, he pulled it out and he looked at it and, uh, you know, he said, I never dealt with this before, man. Like I never dealt with, you know, having a buddy pass away. And I think about him all the time. He's just a funny dude. One and the guy who passed away, was one of the funniest dudes I have ever met. You know, like right away we bonded with I bonded with him right away. Actually I I fake married him in Maine. It was really funny. We like we like it was like just a joke and it just kept going the whole week. And you know, it's like now you have an inside joke. It's the best. You know, so you know I'm you know, I'm married to a man. Uh so and and a woman. So hey, that's my choice. Uh so so my so my cousin, like I said, I mean hadn't dealt with that. And then he looked at me. Dude just passed away recently. Um, this guy uh, passed away a couple months. Um, almost yeah, almost like a couple months ago now. And and my cousin's like, I know you dealt with this type of stuff, like with friends and and like family and really close friends and just tragedy. That he's like, I'm not used to dealing with that, you know. So yeah. So what I said is that it's not different. It's none of it is every all. It all is the same. Sadness is sadness, but like, it's how you learn from it and move away from it that could really help you because I don't want to have a bunch of people you know every time I go to a funeral every time I I deal with like a tragedy I go that's going to be it's me you're not looking at them in the coffin you're looking at yourself I know that sounds crazy but when somebody dies the reason why you're so scared and so sad is because you know that's you one day it's you it's them it's your uncle it's this person it's that yeah I mean I think it's part of it it's part of it Uh, not not all of it but it's a it's a multivariable. It's like that's you eventually, 
so you go, ugh. And you go, I got to talk to my mom more. I got to do this more. You start saying all these things that you won't uh, do. Yeah, you have those realizations. Yeah. Some people actually learn from those experiences and they look at the sky a little longer. They they hang out with their daughters a little longer or their, or their sons. They um, they tell their, their fathers that they love them more. Um, they go on more vacations. They work less. So I always say, try to learn from those experiences. Really learn from them and put them into place so i had i had a i had a, a the opportunity i'm going to actually go see jordan peterson in may for, for my birthday so i'm really excited about that where uh it's in boston so okay. i'm excited about it is he a boston guy um no he's actually canadian um oh. but he's he's coming he, he's touring the states then he goes over to the uk so i had this my lawyer call me and i've been waiting for this date like i've been waiting for this date to talk to my lawyer right and he goes, hey, do you have May? So like out of all the, the shit, he goes, May 23rd. Are, uh, that's the meeting. It's going to be great. I go, that's my birthday, bro. And I go, I took that off to spend time with my family. And I go, I'm not going to be there. And he goes, it, he, he knows me pretty well at this point. And he's like, really, Ben? Come on. And I'm like, no, I'm making that boundary that that's family time, man. That's time with, I, I can't what's be so accessible. The, what's the meeting for? Uh, it's, it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's just stuff. I, it, it is something that I need to take care of. It's not on my part. It's on their part. Right, time you know? arrested naked at the bar? Um, <laughs> actually, I, I peed on the side of a bar, and a cop told me, he's like, hey. Hey, man. <laughs> he actually said this. You was want a red strike? By the, by the warner. He's like, hey, put that away. He said, he said, put that away. And so I put it, and then I like, I had like pee pee on my jeans. I had, I had pee pee on my jeans. I'll take pee pee on my jeans. As then a, then a ticket charge. and going to get in charge. Um, and uh, I remember I was just like, oh no. But so it's about making those boundaries. And it's like, I could have went like, oh yeah, that's fine. Let me cut this trip to Boston short. You know, even though I spent, you know. And that's the night of the show. Um, that's the night afterwards. But I balled out, man. I balled out for the show. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I don't even want to tell you how much I spent on a hotel because it's so stupid. But I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ball out because it's my birthday. I want to like, mm. you know, I'm gonna go get a nice 33. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's shit like yeah, it's shit like that. It's 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 just crazy. No, you turned to 33. How old am I? 30, 34. I turned 34, bro. I'm half. I'm, I'm almost dead. Shaq, know? baby. Shaq numbers. <laughs> but it, but it's like. I just wanted to spend that time, you know, and, and it's like, you want to learn, you want to learn from that. That's all, you know? And it's like, I'm trying to work a little bit less being more effective, which is hard to try to try to like take away from stuff like that. Was Shaq 34? Yeah, I just fucked it up. I think you fucked it up. I think I might have fucked it up. Yeah. I, I don't think you know. I don't think you know. It'd be funny if I did. I, uh, you watch a lot of basketball? No. It's not fun. It's not fun I'm for me to watch, you know? Just a bunch of seven foot dudes dunking. Yeah, he was you thirty four. I was right. Was okay, you were. Yeah, you're not crazy. But no, I watch. I watch sports. Uh, so I don't. I don't have like a team. Like growing up in Connecticut, it was always weird. Like we didn't have a pro team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was either like okay, like yeah, we're UConn. part. Of, we're part of. Well, yeah, that's, that's why I'm such a. I'm, I'm a. I'm, I fi- I'm an avid UConn fan. Like I fuck women, with men, and women. Women, women were the yeah, shit. Women, yeah, yeah, because they were badass. I'm telling you though, it got to the point where it was like it Rebecca was almost, Lobo. it was almost no, it was amazing. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it was just amazing. It was like it was almost like okay, they won again, cool. It what was, was the it, other one? The real tall one. There was Rebecca Lobo. There was uh, what's her name, Diana Taurasi. Diana, yeah, her, yeah. Um, they were like Maya Moore. Yeah, they were. I was like, in love with Maya Moore. Were you? Oh my god, she, she was so she's a pretty one. She was very pretty. Yeah, 
Because uh, usually but female it was just, basketball players. Man. No, but it was. It's like, not like volleyball. The, but growing up at CT, we don't have like a team that we can like. And, and, and it was so weird for me growing up because, and I've learned that it's just a thing, but it's, I still find it a little weird with sports. What? I always thought that the point of being a fan of a sports team was to rep where you're from. Yeah. So that like, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see if, people are like. Where are you from? Like Miami, but they're like connect. They're like yeah, New York like, fans. Like my roommate, he's like, he's a Packers fan. And you're like, why? It's like, it's like why? You gotta but, be Patriots. Like, there's got to be some sort of connection. And and, and I, I was never used to making that connection to an entire team. I always made them to the players until now. No, 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 no. Even even now, I I make the attachment that I that I have with the players. So it's what like fan? I, what 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 fan? Like what what uh, what team, players do what, I like? What team? What team are you? Like really, really into. I don't. I don't have. That's the thing. I never got into a team. Like I, I was a nomad. like if, You're I had, a nomad if I had to pick, if I had to pick football, I always picked the Giants. I was always a Giants fan because I grew up and my old man was a Jets fan. And I was like, well, if you're gonna go to New Jersey, you might as well go and to New York. Yeah. No, no. I mean, they're both in New Jersey. Yeah. Jets, but it's like if you're gonna go to, might as well pick the team that's actually winning every now and again. So Jets I got two Super Bowls out of the deal. So that was cool, you know. <laughs> but. It got to the point where I I'm love like, that you said I. That annoys the shit out of me. What? When dudes are like, "Yeah, we, we well, really, yeah, yeah. we really well, love the ball." I, like, but that's what I'm. I'm just talking about the. Did I see you on the field? Yeah, was that, exactly. Was that you? Yeah. But the, and that's another thing too is like I I've had I have friends too and I just never understood it because I genuinely enjoy watching sports. Yeah, it's really fun for me. Like a big game. Like like I don't really like baseball until playoff baseball, but then I can watch every game of the playoffs. Yeah. Basketball is sort of similar. I dig a game every now and then, but I don't get too into it until it's the playoffs. Uh, soccer, I usually get. Uh, I'm 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 into soccer. Soccer's fun to watch, but I'm not like a, a massive massive fan. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Soccer's so, hard to keep up because so there's so slow. many leagues. Like what's a, oh what's the score zero to one? Yeah. Yay! It's, you it's, know? It's, it, I thought that too until I like I've I've attended soccer games and like I've That's been different. and I've been at like soccer parties where like the entire like I grew up in a Peruvian family. That's so, badass. Like, we though. would watch. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like but the chance and shit. Like watching it's a different it energy. It's sometimes like golf. Yeah. It's sometimes yeah, no, I can see, I can see why it gets boring. It's like, like, what's ba- the like I said, zero zero. So baseball is boring to me until playoff time when everything is on the line and it's like okay, cool. Because um, you can feel that tension. You can feel the tension. But yeah, there. like I just fighting never, is where it's at though. Fighting, fighting and boxing. Is fun. I think fighting is fun because like, so but that's the same thing with that. Like you, you fall in love with certain fighters that you like and you. Well, you can. People win. You used to be able to fall in love with like teams. Like oh, he's part of team top team or he's part of you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but now what I find um how they do it is they do it by lo- by location yeah like i didn't know so wh- what they do is like you'll see certain fighters and they'll go oh they're gonna fight in mohegan sun most of those people are from new england yeah, like yeah, for, for, for the around drum. there and then if you go down in 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 florida most of the people will be from there so um i didn't know that i just thought they just had them wherever yeah, yeah. that's how stupid i am but then now what i've noticed is they'll go oh you, oh, you we're gonna put you here and you'll go, why? Go, oh, you actually are like trending over there, or they yeah, yeah, yeah. U- they use you oh, a yeah, lot it's over all there. About analytics. Yeah, My for sure. Um, uh, uh, Jarnell Lugo, who who was on the podcast, who's in like an eight win streak in Bellator, is I think he, this weekend he's fighting in this weekend or no, it's this weekend because his weigh ins were today, so it's on Friday or Saturday. But he he's fighting in Ireland, and they were like, why do you want to go to Ireland? Is it is it a pay per view? I think it's pay- I, I think it's pay per view. It's gonna be badass though, because that kid's fun to watch. His um the way that he can switch up stances and the way that he can hit, not get hit, and move is just a it, it's so elegant. It's like um watching him. I, I would say it's like um listening to like classical music. 
It's just like watching the switch up and the like just kind of moving. It's so elegant. What was the dude from uh, Boondock Saints when he puts on the? Class yeah, the yeah. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. He's going. Fucking scene. That's a. That was one of those movies when they came out with the second one. I'm like, this is a, a shit why? sandwich. Like, why why are you, you doing do this? this? Because it's like you can't capitalize off of something I've never seen before. It'd be like making a second Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I've never seen like same thing. Reservoir Dogs is so good that you're like, I've. How do you? I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of boring. It's boring, but you're still interested. But Boondock Saints. I'm down is with the not. cult classic of it, though. Like the, it's like a cult classic. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> kind of like kids. The ear part just yeah, the ear part that, that messed me up so bad. When what? Uh, what's his name? When the, when? Uh, Riptor, no, not Riptor. No, what's his name? Was no, it was bleeding. Yeah, what he, that was like some of the best acting. Mr. Orange. Like, yeah, I was like, dude, you really sound like you're fucking. Yeah, right <laughs> you really, really, like, what happens if you found out he's like a method actor, and they're like, did you really stab yourself? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I really stabbed myself in and the stomach. Was, but then at the end, when you find out he was the fucking, he's the he's the he's, the, he's the, oh, I don't think we're spoiling anything. No, it's been 25 no, years, no, bro. He's yeah. the rat, bro. Yeah. He's the rat. He's yeah, he's a stool pigeon, you know. But but that movie, when I first when I first watched it, I I didn't know. I, I went in it blind. I had no idea what it was about. Like Did people you know were who like, Quentin was? Yeah, I knew who he yeah. was, but people were like, you know, when like I hung out with older people and they're like, yo, bro, you got to watch Reservoir yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogs. So I'm watching which Reservoir Dogs. Which is already an old movie by yeah. the time you were watching by, it. By yeah, the time yeah, yeah. I was. So they're like, you got to watch it. So then I watch it and I'm like, at the end, I'm like, holy, holy shit, what I just watched. What the that hell was, was that? Felt, that was how I felt when I watched Scarface for the first time. I was yeah. like, whoa. I was scared, actually. The music I, like, scared I, me. I like hid the DVD from my mind. I had to like, get it from this kid who like had an older brother who had it. He stole it from his brother, sold it to me. I sold it to you. I, I sold it to the dude that you got. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, was, I was probably like 10 or 12 when we were watching it. Like, it was like middle school. I mean, that's about right, but it's still a scary movie. No, it, it, was, it wasn't even scary. It was just like, holy shit. Like, I didn't realize that like movies could be this bad. Like, Dark. I remember... I remember watching Howard Stern Private Parts, stealing that from my dad just because yeah. there was titties in yeah, it. There's and boob- I thought yeah. I had a you're porno. Like, yeah, you're like, I Jesus. thought I had a porno. That's what uh, Titanic was. I, for a lot because, of young and boys. I got, I remember I got mad because I put it in. And I was like, where are the private parts? <laughs> like, where's <laughs> enough laughter? Yeah, I was like, what where the are the boobs? Yeah. Um, dropped a new single today. You dropped a new single. It was the one you were talking about. It was the one that you really liked. Directions. No, that was, that is great. Yeah, I shared it. Yeah, I shared it. Oh, yeah, I, saw, I saw that. I saw Twice. that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, I really like that. I I really like that song. I like the uh the other one that's gonna drop too. Oh you yeah, what yeah. But no directions. Uh, directions. How's had, that going? It's good. I had a couple people ask me like like if it was about my dad, and I just want to like clarify it's not about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like people, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's it was about, it's not about my dad either. No, folks, it was, but it was no, it was like it, it was a it was a testament to what society. Just from the norms that we face in, you know, in everyday life, from what you see on social media, from the interactions you have with people, there's a there's a way that we are taught that we are supposed to live our lives. And it was it was strictly from like not not strictly, but it was mostly from the male perspective or the male point of view of like be a tough guy. Boys don't cry. Keep your chin up. Um, you know, like don't let them see you sweat. Like all that stuff that I put in the song was like lessons that were taught to you. And don't get me wrong, like in in certain terms, it's like, yeah, but like a lot of us were taught not to be expressive and not to have the feelings and not to be able to be the strongest guy in the room yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Just be the strongest guy in the room because you're in your head putting everything out of out of your head and you're saying, no, I'm just going to act like this doesn't happen. I just had this conversation today with somebody and they were like, dude, you have been through some stuff that you refuse to 
talk about, I mean, that you refuse to, to uh, address. And she's like, and you have this great ability to take it and you put it in the, in the back of your head and you say, fuck it, I'm not going to think about it until it rears its head later on when something happens and something gets triggered and that little piece of information comes back into your memory and it does something to you and it's not good because you've never addressed it. And that, that and that is exactly what this song was about. Of like, we a, have been trained to do that for so long and not ask for the help that we need and not ask for the directions. That's like the whole thing, like the, the chorus, like the real men don't ask for directions. Like, yeah. that was such a, you know, that was such a thing that I heard growing up was like, like that men don't ask for direction, but it was just like one of those things like, oh, men are stubborn, men are whatever. But it's like, it's really became like a cliche as to like, I've really seen my dad be like, no, I'm not going to ask for direction. Yeah. I, but, and, and I definitely used it as a, obviously it's a, 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 a whatever, it's a metaphor. It's, a, it's emotional but, immaturity you're talking about. Absolutely. I'm talking, yeah, but and also being, being trained, like yeah. being being taught that that's the like, right yeah, way. don't do that. And you're like, what are you, like, like really? you know, like when a kid gets hurt in the park and you see his dad be like, yo, don't cry, come on, don't cry, we don't cry. It's my, it's like, oh man, like my dad used to say, are you bleeding? And I go, no. He goes, well, then stop crying. Well, but, but, but then I, he, I would go, I go. Sometimes I wouldn't, and I'd be like, ow. And he'd be like, are you bleeding? I'd be like, yeah. He's like, all right, you can cry a little bit. Well, I think there's a, <laughs> well, I think there's a, because even like me having to raise my daughter, I I know. When something happens, like a lot of the time, there was the reaction thing, right? If something, if she falls and you don't do the, <gasps> are you? yeah, yeah, she'll be, yeah. she'll just kind of just look and just be like, and like if you just look and just <laughs> stare, at, just stare. stare at, it, yeah, and then, and then she'll just kind of be like, oh, I mean, it hurts a little bit, but it's not, but it's the, like, also it's like the you know you have to teach them don't not overreact, but yeah. also like deal with your shit, yeah, like, like if it hurt, right now I'm dealing with that with my daughter, like I'm I'm trying to get her to talk to me. Like when things go wrong, I'm like, Be expressive. Hey, I'm like, hey, why are you feeling this? What made you feel like this? What can I do, you know, in the future so that you don't feel like this? And I'm just trying to hear her out. And she has this fucking block. She's really? just she just doesn't want to like say like to the point where we were like, well, maybe we should find somebody that she could talk to and get her stuff that, that she feels comfortable with. And she has like a friend who's in therapy and stuff. So she asked me about therapy. I'm like weirded out that my kid wants to go to therapy but i'm also like kind of like okay proact proactively you, like this could be really good just to get her you know whatever because you but, want her to talk but she just won't talk to me like i'll 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 you know and i'm i'm dad i'm still like you know, i still got a smidgen of superhero in me for the age that she is yeah so like but it is starting to get to the point where like she won't talk to me about well, things maybe you complain about so little that sometimes Kids, adult people, they just don't well, she complain has, to you. She has a really hard time um, accepting like when she does something wrong. Like I don't think she's realized that there's that there's levels of getting in trouble. You know, like there's like okay, there's oh she just thinks getting in trouble is like the there's worst. At thing. school, where like okay, you, you didn't charge your computer today. Very minimal. If, if, if me and you were thinking about it right in the let's like, dude, you yeah, know, but the she's like, that, oh. yeah. So, but she <sighs> doesn't understand like the bigger picture of like, hey, in, in two years, what you did in in, in second grade isn't gonna matter, you know. Which is something that we go through. I remember being in high school thinking that like you know if you missed a party or you did something wrong or whatever, which yeah. was the biggest thing in the world. Then you think about it ten years from now, yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? Who cares about that fucking? Performance? Fuck that kid, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But I never the, missed the party. I'll tell you at that. the time, you know, it was the most important thing in the world to you, like the the environment that you're in. So it's weird to have. It's like I just want her to be able to step out and see the bigger picture of life. But it's hard to do that for a seven year old. Yeah. Obviously. But to, but for the but but going back to the to the song, so the song like having something like that. I I think people get like messed up. Men, I think get messed up with like, hey, like the old stereotypes of like what makes men men was what what made men different and then they just they just kind of exploited those things 
my thing is now is what I found with like the best and most balanced men in in my experience in being around really strong dude like really strong people like I mean men, mentally physically disciplined all of those things I find that they have a high emotional IQ so they can discipline their emotions better so they would go why wouldn't you ask for directions right now? Like the like, so instead of being like, I'm not asking for directions. Like, and they would do that. I know. Well, you, how many people do we know that would do that? Well, like, had, not me. Well, not I had me. to change. I had to change my pride, right? So yeah. There's so many times where I watch people. They do it. It's fuck annoying. Up, shit. Fuck up their big picture because of their pride. And yeah. Like something will happen ego. along. Uh, will happen pride. along the way of the journey, and they will throw everything out because of their pride. Whether it's like, you know, and just in the time that i've seen a lot of it was like you know let's say you know you have to you have a job now yeah you're you're working with somebody you have a legit you know whatever and then somebody tests your pride on something that could easily be like you know what the bigger picture is for me to say fuck you right now not to worry about it because i know in two months that that will pay off and i'll be able to be like ah sucker whatever but they won't let that happen they're gonna handle it right now and they punch you in the face or they do something that they shouldn't you know whatever it may be because you know just you know which is, and then, and then all of a sudden now it's like, oh damn! Like if I had just shut the fuck up and didn't let my pride get to me, but kept that same pride and said, my pride is gonna make me shut the fuck up right now, so that later on I can have my prideful moment, and then I'll go laugh in your face and be like, fuck you, dude, I did it. Well, you could you do know? it. You could do it. That that's a that's you, just examples of things example. that I've seen where people like fuck fuck up their opportunity because they are you know and like they want to prove their point that they're like a real a real man and they like punch somebody in the face it's yeah see that's that, that's that's always the worst the worst case and i can equate it this this happened to me the other day and this is like a couple of weeks ago you punched somebody in the face no, i'm just kidding i did no i um but i had a a moment where i know right I like this like this yeah, carry on no, my bad yeah um <laughs> why you want one you want one, I'll, buy one for I'll give you one I'll give you one. No, I didn't give you a Christmas gift. I felt bad about it. I and I Christmas and it, gift either. I, it, gift to just having you here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but yeah. So what happened was, is I in real time had somebody say something to me, <laughs> and I was like. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just thinking. What? I'm just picturing like me wearing the Scope Fitness shirt, just like outside, like eating candy, smoking a cigarette. I know it's day. gonna look bad. I, I should have regret. <laughs> after after I did just offer you that hoodie, I went. I don't want to see this motherfucker. <laughs> Stuff in you're my just face like, with Dunkin' Donuts munchkins. Just like, you're just vaping. Scope Fitness. Home. You're just vaping, and I'm like, oh god. If people are like, where do you go? Like, don't tell him my place. Like, I, I stole this. I'm telling. I just shoot a podcast. Yeah, there, I, I, I stole this. I um, bought gloves. I never used them yet. Um, so, so no. I, I I had this dude. He like said something to me, and I'm and I'm sitting there, and it got to me like what he said, and it was about business. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I kind of was quiet, and then spoke up about how I felt like he was, you know, that was wrong. It, not wrong in the sense like this, but I was just, hey, I disagree with you. I think this is why. And then he kind of said something, and I was like, what? you know. Then I sat there like this. I went, oh, we I went, I went. Let's just stop here. He doesn't see what I'm seeing. I'm being disciplined and calculated, and he's focusing on passion and just blind passion. Like I, we can do this because we can do this. And I was like, okay. So then I looked back and I said how well do you know this person? How well do you know their business? How well do you know their plan? And I looked at it and I said, 
you're not not broke, but I wasn't going to be like, I have more money than you, but I was like, I'm doing better than you financially. I'm doing better than you um, in my relationship. I have a life that I love and understand. I don't want your life. So why would I start practicing and taking advice from you if you have something I don't want? Yeah, yeah, I see so what you're saying. So I'm going... You're was, saying you're bad to take advice from. Yeah, bad to take business advice from or even personal advice right now because I'm in a good good place in in these three categories. The people who are doing... Never take advice from people for two things, who are doing worse than you and never take advice from people whose lives you don't want. So... I let it get to me, but in real time, I went, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Why am I taking advice from this person? And why would I? Like, I have, I have been, I I have such good people around me for business, for friendship, for, for, for love, for family. Like, I have all the people that I want. All the people that are in my family that I love are, that are around me all the time. There's a reason. Business, there's a reason. It's because they fuel me and I fuel them. And that's, that's a big deal. But if you have somebody who's sitting there like, you know what you need to do. And you're like, bro, like you have nothing, including the the financial part that I don't want, especially business. When you talk business, people think, people think that it's a passion driven thing. It's passionate, but you need to have the principles and disciplines to stay consistent and actually work. You can't just throw passion on the wall and then be like, it's going to, it's going to take off. No, you need good structured, disciplined decisions. Otherwise, you're just like everybody else with just a dream. There's no, you're not putting yeah. it towards anything. There's a lot of people that I run into from um, my past experiences. They're like, you know what you need to do. You're Artists like, I used to work with or whatever. Yeah, and like I used to be in a completely different lane than what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's no disrespect to any of them. Like, you know, I, I just, that I wasn't fit for that lane. It's no, it's no, no disrespect. But, it's but not disrespect. Just, no, it's knowledge. Not. But they just, yeah. And it's so knowledge. like I've learned a lot about myself, the game, you know, the business side of everything, and they'll come up to me and be like, yo, man, you know what you really should do? You should do this X, Y, and Z. And in my so. head, I'm like, well, I'm in my head, I'm like, well, you know, if, if I explain to you right now why that probably won't make sense. You don't have to explain it. You know, so it's like, I get that a lot of like, yo, how come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing this? You should do this. You should do that. And it's like, well, uh, maybe. I'll, I'll take it into consideration. But also, there's a lot more that we know that they don't know. That so I don't, don't get yeah. offended by the suggestions. It's just sometimes I would like, and I have I have a couple people that I'll go into like long. There's only a couple people in my group. Well, no, everybody in my group I'll have this conversation. That's because that's why they're in my group. But there's not many people that I'll have the conversation with of like what I should do, or you know, really any talk of like how I'm going to move, you know, or what moves I should make. There's only a few people that I really will be like, hey man, what do you think about this? And then like genuinely take their you know, don't get me wrong. Like it's no no disrespect to anybody, but just like I have a team that knows what they we have the same mind. I love how worried you get when you say it. you're like no disrespect. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna say this. No, it's just it's just exactly what you're saying. Like I like, I don't want to follow somebody who like I don't want what you have. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't think there's no reason for me to un, to believe that the advice you're giving me is gonna help me. I think I think the people no, that no, that are giving. Uh, advice or, or maybe a little bit of direction. I think those people you would know. I think like those people, like the ones that you would listen to are giving you advice because they know you'll listen. But there's people who are just so like, I, I had a, I had a dude. Well, but you have to understand too, if they see your vision as well, because well, well, if they don't, they're going to tell you to do something that's completely out of the blue. Like, oh, you don't understand this. But I had a, I had a guy who was trying to give me training advice, right? This dude's giving me training advice. Like, and, and 
I'm not I'm not this guy in this high hill type of thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But bro, you had two companies. Ran that, that, that you ran into the ground. You know, it's like I can't take advice from you. He was like, you know what you should do? You should I'm like, go on. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna take advice from you right now because that's a silly thing to do. My thing is is like I, I'll I'll take advice from these people who have lives like it like you're saying that you actually want. Mm. So if if you want to do something, do anything, look up. You know, d- try not to try not to focus on what all these people are saying to you. Blah 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 blah. It's like focus on somebody where you go. I like what they have, or I like their life. I enjoy it. I I, I like spending time with them. They seem like good people. Take advice from that person. It's like or you know what I was watching this. What is it? Um, Kevin, was it Gates? He he said, he's like, go in a room, sit in a room by yourself. Think about the things you're grateful for. Think about the things that you that make you sad. Think about the things that you want in your life. Do all, you know, do those things. Come out of that room and, and imply it to this real, now coming out into the room and like into that real yeah. situation. I think that was a, that was, that's a great piece of advice. I found a notebook that I wrote. Um, I think we I talked about this before. I found a notebook that I wrote in two thousand. A whole bunch of those old S's yeah. we used to make on the yeah notebooks. yeah. I did have that in there. It's funny because I was like doodling in class, yeah, yeah. but I in it was in two thousand fourteen. I wrote down all my business goals, and I checked all of them off. And I had one that wasn't checked off. It said, "Find a woman." I I said, I said, find a woman and keep her, and make sure that you love her. Like this. And then I know it sounded I checked. I'm like, gotcha, bitch. End of movie. End of movie. I see it. Yeah. Um, but great. it but it was nice. Cute. It was like 10, 10 things. That's awesome. Yeah. It felt, it felt good to like see that in, it's actually, I think in there. I'll show you. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, I found some, uh, found some old notebooks that I had. Oh, old, old, like rhyme books and shit. And Any it was good? just fun. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, like, it's Is funny, that like, even that, I mean, they weren't, like, like maybe for my age, they were good, but, like, at the same time, like, it was, it's... The Malibu's most wanted I, stuff. I am so happy that I had, <laughs> I, love that movie. Uh, I think, just the slightest bit amount of talent, and then confidence, and maybe some people that were really gassing me up around me, and I know it sounds stupid to say I thank them, but it was, I was able to transform into the sound I have now, where when I hand somebody you know, some music, I'm like, okay, this is, this is good. I signed, and, and the thing about this is, at the time, I signed off on it, so I'm cool with that, because it shows my improvement over time. Do you, now, I would never in my life have made some of these tunes that I was listening to, I was like, wow, this is old. Yeah, but it's like, okay. Yeah, no, that's, of course, that's absolutely. Evol- evolving. <clears throat> absolutely, so I was like, you, you know, And you have this, you have right now the stamp of your approval, you enjoy your sound? Oh, I love, like, to, to me, if I hand you music, it is 100%, you know, Ian Matthew, I, yeah. That, no, that's all that matters. Yeah, no, that, that's why, like, if you don't like it, that's perfectly fine. Doesn't because it's not me for you. Because it's not for you. Yeah, that, that, so it's, but it's also not me trying to cater to you and be somebody that I'm not. I'm or trying I'm, to do something that, like, this is 100%. Like, there's, been a, there's been a couple records where, like, if I, like, I, I've, like, teared up writing them or teared up recording them where they really mean that much to me, man. Like, there's, and there's some really fun ones that, you know, mean as, as much to me, too. They might not be as emotional, but they're fun as fuck. And they're that's fun. an emotion that I feel as well. And I've always said, sometimes I wake up and I feel like, you know, I'm ready to rock. And then sometimes I feel like I want to go hide under a rock. You know? Yeah. So it's a really cool, excuse me, it's really it's a really cool, um, 
example of like what you know an everyday or maybe not everyday but like what you know my life is as far as like happy sad like somebody was i was talking to somebody the other day um shout out to brie um brianna maya she does indie hour lives on her instagram sending some music and she plays it get a little feedback <clears throat> and um i had sent i had sent her in directions prior to it coming out and she was she played it and the, and the reception was really good so it made me feel really good about releasing this new record it's huge yeah so it was it's just it's cool man it's uh yeah, that that I'm excited about all the stuff we got. It becomes it's mimicry becomes authenticity after practice. So what you had is you were mimicking the people and and mirroring because that's what you have to do in the beginning because you don't you don't know yet. So you develop into who you are with yeah. practice with yeah, and 100%. and when you get to authenticity, that's when you know. Um, and that's what you said. And I'm glad you actually said that. You said it's not for everybody. It's for the people who it's for. Yeah, you know, like, it's, and that's important. It's funny, man, because I used to, I grew up, I grew up in the, in in the hip hop genre, man. Not, I shouldn't say grew up. Like, I came up in a punk band, started doing hip hop music, <clears throat> and I really, and like I said, I, I dive into the, I, I do my research on these genres. I don't go into them and, you know, try and be a part of them because, and, and hip hop is different. And hip hop is is is, you're asking to be part of a community. You know what I mean? And as a white dude trying to be part of the hip hop community, you have you have to at least respect it enough to know the the culture and the people that came before you. And, you know, so I, I've always been a hip hop head and I've always studied hard on on hip hop. And, and you can hear that, you know, certain eras of when I was releasing music, who I was like really listening to hard and who I was being influenced by. Like you can hear like a pimp C is influenced you can hear like an outcast or a Lil Wayne influence and it's so funny when I listen back and I'm like oh I finally learned how to take you know these guys influences and not mimic them but genuinely take the influence of yeah the like to me it was always like I always and I, I figured I figured it out I was always like what did I love about outcast so much what's well, flattering what did I love about pimp c and UGK I, so much and I think like, I think your ego gets involved a lot of artists in the beginning because they're like I'm me and you're like no you're not and and it's oh and the problem is yeah. is it's okay to have influences mirroring mimicking it's when you know you're doing that you actually know that you're trying to find yourself because you're doing what they did they mimic somebody yeah. they did it too oh, no, I, and if you if if you do it after a while it you evolve and you've been doing it for so long that you didn't give up you 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 kept going. I imagine when a lot of people told you you should, yeah, and a lot of people were like, well, "You're still like you're still doing that," and then yeah. we get, I get that too. I had a, I had a girl, I was like, "Fuck you," but she was like, "You're still doing the trainer thing." I'm like, "Yeah, that trainer thing makes, you know, X amount of it makes money, a yeah. lot of money, and I feel really good, and I help a lot of people." So I was like, and I wanted to be like, "What are you doing?" But then I look at her life, I go, "Don't want it, don't care," so it doesn't matter. So for you. Doing it for that long period of time and seeing this this you, this authenticity, I think that's why you're gaining in popularity. That's why you're getting more views, more plays, more shares, more that because now you are your authentic self. Yeah. You can come out, somebody can say something to you, and you're like, I'm me, man. It's not for you. It's okay. You know, it's yeah. fine. And that, and that gives you legitimate fans power it's a power to just keep doing what you want to be doing and not be, if, if you're mean power it gives you juice yeah it gives you it gives you the self-confidence like, and to me that's a power i think it gives you strength endurance it gives you the it, the, the, the the ability to endure in a real positive way because you're like cool like if somebody's like 
hey, I didn't like it, and you see that comment. Let's just say you have 100 positive yeah. comments because you know the <clears> same thing. It's 100 positive and then one negative, and you're like, uh, but it gives you the strength and endurance to skip over that and go, hey, thanks, you know, or to, to all the other people, and you ignore everything else because that's what it is. You just have to have that if you don't. Yeah, I mean, I've, life I've, would chew you up and spit you out. I've released, you know, still to this day, my best streaming. Re- well, my second best streaming record, my 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 best streaming solo record that I did completely by myself is Astra. Yeah, it came out 2018 and early 2019, maybe. But still to this day, so to me, it's like I hit a, a really big high on that, and it's still do it's still streaming, it still goes. It's still doing well. I listen you know to it like once a week, and I have left. And I have I've released, you know, X amount of music afterwards, which hasn't reached that same height. But it's it's one of those things where I'm not I'm not doing it to reach that same height. That that height was great for me. The the people that hit me up on the records and they DM me and they say, Hey man, I've ha- I had a really bad, you know, month and this record has helped me through it. You know, that is what I do it for. And I had to take, I took six months off from releasing music because I felt like some of the music I was releasing, not even, not really, but it was just, I I wasn't as like connected with it. I felt like it was just becoming kind of like a mill of like, okay, we got to do it. Yeah, we're just doing it to keep up with the attention and it becomes like going for the viral moment and you get caught up in the, in the social media thing. And, And it's one way to use social media for your business and make sure everybody knows you're there. And it's one thing to just strive for this one there's one thing that, you know, obviously may never happen, but it's also like you could be doing so much more when you're not striving for that and just doing it for one reason. And so I stepped back for like six months from releasing music and I was like, okay, what do I really love? Like, what is it that I absolutely adore about music? And it was like, and the, it was like, why do I love so many different genres? Right. And I remembered him like every time you listen to like, dude, I put on, I put on the blues playlist the other day and Elmore James came on and I was like, I had goosebumps in my and, and I was listening to like. it in, in my in my car and I was like, This is this is why I do it. I'm like, I want somebody to put on an Ian Matthew record and feel that. And I was like, but you can't get somebody to feel that if you don't put that into it. If I don't walk into the that's into the, the studio and say, This song is a hundred percent Ian Matthew and that's the thing, it can me and me and my manager, we co write a lot, you know what I'm saying? And what what the deal is is like he may write an insane chorus or an insane start to a verse. And I'm like, I really like that. And I take it and then I say, how, what, how does this touch on, how does this touch to me? Yeah. And then I craft it so that it can be relatable. It, it takes, it's not, I'm not, I'm not telling you that this exact story has to be yours, but this emotion that I felt from this story, I bet you, you felt it before. I want to see if you felt this before, because one, I want to make sure that I'm not crazy. Yeah. But two, I want you to know that maybe if you have felt like this, Hey, you're not crazy either. You yeah, know? I, and now I go into it and like the directions thing, man. The directions is a real life song. Like that's real, bro. Like I listen to that and I'm like, holy shit! I know where every single line came from. Yeah, you know, and it's not. You were you're like I, I was there. I, I was felt there. It. it was my pen. And then when I put it out, and it was it was just a it was just a post on Instagram. I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Because I was in Colorado when I wrote it, and I remember sitting in the mountains, and I was like, we are so small. Yeah, I was like, if I got lost right now, I could never get home. Yeah. And yeah. that was the kind of where, like, I thought about directions and blah, blah, blah. And that's where the whole hook started. It started me just being humbled by these mountains. And so, like, I know these stories. I, like, I, there's, when, I, when I perform these and when I sing the song, if someone says, yo, I really felt your voice, I'm like, good, I'm glad. Because I felt it, too, when I was singing it. That's why I think we made this connection. 
not just like, oh, it sounded like a cool. And don't get me wrong, there's there's a time and a place for all of that. There's a time and a place for the, you know, the record that like you just you just know is going to be a yeah, fun record. But, but then these ones that I have right here are the ones where I'm like, if you guys really want to know about me and, and more, and I think that's where it becomes way more valuable to me. Well, the experiences become valuable because with the new experiences, Absolutely. you can put those to pen. You know, you put you put those down on a, p- a piece of paper and then you put it out into, you know, you, you put it out into the, the the universe and you put it out to people's ears. And and like I said, they can it's almost like they hear the experience, you know, so when they hear the experience, you can trigger those types of emotions where they'll champion you. They'll go, yeah. this is him. And nobody <laughs> sound. No, it's not that I, I hate when people say nobody sounds. Nobody's making me feel that way. You are making me feel this way. I'll remember that because people remember that stuff. So when music, when it when it moves you to the point of where it's like, wow, you know, you're just like, wow, you know, that's the, um, that's the thing. And they, dude, they did that. Just songs will do that to you, man. I had some songs do that to me this you know, this past week, and it, it is these songs dude. will rattle you to your core, and it's like that's why they're so popular. So this you is know? this is. You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I yeah. remember when my when my one of my best friends passed away. Um, the the music that I listened to became became part of of my grieving. Yeah, it became. You know, I I still have a song right now where if I put it on, I. I can almost guarantee I'll shed a tear. Yeah. The yeah. song, and it was crazy, and that's what I love about music, too, is music has, like, no lifeline. It's, like, yeah. there's songs that I heard when I was a kid that I had no idea what they were talking about, and I will listen to them now and be completely in love with them and be completely yeah. enamored from them. They're, like, from 1970, but it's almost like they came out today because I'm just, you know, You're learning that, that emotional. And that, that's where, I, that's where I'm, I'm starting to put focus on is, like, if somebody were to capture this, because because I look at my old music and it's like a time capsule, and I look and I'm like, well, I'm not that person anymore. Like yeah. even the stuff I was, you know, putting in my music, I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. I would never want, I would never stand behind that anymore. So it's like if you take this time capsule that I'm in now, I genuinely think that in 30 years I'll be like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I you're remember, gonna. Yeah, I you're remember, gonna change. You know, of course. Absolutely, oh yeah, of you're course. Gonna we're gonna, you know, and, and, but it's. But, but it's, I'll still be proud of this guy. Oh yeah, because it's like you. I remember that place in my life. In that, and that's that's important. Yeah. I, I think that's important to put your stamp on honor and putting out authenticity and doing that. I think that's that's huge, and it's it's the way that more people should be. But I know that it's it's a hard road, man, because you have to be honest with yourself, and I know most people don't want that. You know, it's it's hard to do, but you know, I dude, I I love it, and I want to talk to you a little bit about um about it after you know after this uh the the two song that that song and then that uh where can they find it everywhere spotify apple music title amazon soundcloud um youtube anywhere you get music ian matthew my new single is directions um yeah it took me a whole lifetime to write didn't realize it was you know it was getting written i suppose yeah get out there and get it or i'll hate you i said what i said are we are we leaving are we out i think it's time i think it's time Namaste, guys. Namaste. We didn't put the bags on the table. Ah, oh, man. It's all good. We're out. I'm going to put my bag on your table, Ben. You don't do it. <laughs> you don't do it. I'm going to put my nuts on your drum sack. I mean, I have my nuts on your drum sack. <laughs> <laughs>